Husbands, do you know what your wife really needs and what she expects in the marriage relationship? Uh, expectations that are realistic. Tune in to today's broadcast. We're going to share these important keys that will help your relationship, your marriage relationship, be even more successful. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. I'm glad to have you with us again today on Wisdom for Living. Uh, man, we're dedicated to help you grow in wisdom, to grow in maturity, Christ's likeness and growing God's grace and favor. And we just believe these broadcasts are helping you in your uh, personal life. But uh, specifically uh, in, these, in this series, we're talking about building a successful marriage relationship. Now, you know, you may have, your marriage may be great, but you know, it can become greater. You know, your marriage may be good, but you know, it can become gooder. Uh, man, I just want to encourage you that, you know, we, we can all grow. And um, anytime we get to a point where we think, well, you know, I know this or I know that, then, you know, we, we, really, we really start digressing. And so uh, we, I'm sharing with you from, from really a, uh, an area of my life that, that uh, God's just given me a passion for because my parents were divorced. Uh, when I was eight years old, and I was the oldest of five children, and, and I was raised in a single-parent home, my mom moved us from Davenport, Iowa, to Houston, Texas, and I rarely saw my dad. And so it, it really marked us uh, as children, and, and it also put a desire and passion in me. You know, God, show me what a healthy marriage is like. Show me how to build a healthy marriage that will last, that's, that's divorce-proof. And so that's what we're dedicating these times for, is just to help you grow in these things and, uh, and learn, and then also share them with others. Uh, anyone that you know that's struggling in their marriage relationship, uh, man, the marriage is precious uh, to God, it's precious, I know, to, I know, to you and to your friends. So uh, this is, there's no... Uh, stronger uh, foundation or institution besides besides the Lord, our relationship with the Lord than the institution of marriage. God instituted marriage before He did the church. So I just want to encourage you uh, to stay tuned or bring, uh, get others to, uh, invite others to watch th this with you. And I, I know they'll be blessed. Well, let me tell you a funny, these are, these are actual uh, these are actual statements that court reporters uh, took word for word in in uh, in court hearings, and uh, you know I I know they had to keep from laughing while they were while they were recording this. So uh, when an attorney's asking uh, someone that's on the stand a question from an attorney, what's the date of your birth? Uh, answer, July 15th. Question, what year? Answer, every year. <laughs> oh, that's greatness. 
Uh, question, this myasthenia gravis, does it affect your memory at all? Answer, yes. And in what way does it affect your memory? Answer, I forget. <laughs> the question, you forget. Can you give me an example of something you've forgotten? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Question, how old is your son, the one living with you? Answer, 38 or 35. I can't remember which. Question, how long, how long has he lived with you? <laughs> Answer, 45 years. <laughs> oh, Question, what was the first thing your husband said to you when he woke up that morning? Answer, he said, Kathy, where am I? Question, and why'd that, why did that upset you? Answer, my name is Susan. <laughs> that's, that's greatness. Question, now doctor, isn't it true that when a person dies in his sleep, he doesn't know about it until the next morning? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, that doesn't even deserve an answer. Uh, question. So the date of conception of the baby was August 8th. Answer, yes. Question. And what were you doing at that time? <laughs> oh, man, this is, too, this, is, this is too funny. Question. Doctor, before you performed the autopsy, did you check for a pulse? Answer, no. Question. Did you check for a blood pressure? Answer, no. Did you check for breathing? Answer, no. So then is it possible that the patient was alive when you began the op autopsy? Answer, no. How can you be so sure, doctor? <laughs> Answer, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar. <laughs> Question, but could the patient still have been alive nevertheless? Answer, not unless he, he was out practicing law somewhere. <laughs> oh, this is funny. That is greatness. You know, we need to, we need to laugh. Um, we need to learn. Sometimes we take ourselves too serious. And a merry heart does good like a medicine. And, you know, someone is watching right now, and you're really going through, uh, uh, someone who's watching is going through a, a, a major marriage crisis. And uh, God's just touching my heart uh, with what His compassion that's reaching out to you. And I just want to, I just want to let you know, uh, listen, he, he loves you and, and you need to run to him right now. You need to, uh, instead of trying to fix your marriage and, and, and try to fix your, your uh, spouse, uh, you, you just need to run to him. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're dealing with a, with a problem and, and you haven't been able to get your husband to respond to it. Well, you're not, your job isn't to fix your husband. You need to run to the Lord and let Him heal your heart and then let Him give you wisdom about how to love your husband unconditionally. And I agree with you right now that God's going to turn this thing around. But first of all, He's going to heal and touch your heart. He's going to heal that wounded place in your heart. And then, um, and, and then you're going to be in a position to minister to your husband. And I encourage you to go uh, go online to uh, my website, gregmore.com, and, and pick up a copy of my CD series, Healing for a Broken Heart. I'm not sharing that to try to sell product to you. I, d I just really want you to see, receive healing. I just believe God has healing for your heart. Uh, today, I want to begin to talk about expectations in marriage.
um, what, what wives need in the relationship, what husbands need in a relationship. Um, and, you know, just begin to share about, about communicating uh, expectations with your mate. Uh, too many times we're, uh, we're trying to uh, drop hints and, um, you know, that doesn't work that well, especially with the, with the male gender. Uh, we, we need, you know, we're pretty simple creatures. We just need you to tell us what you want and we really aim to please. And so, uh, but it's important that we communicate things that we're expecting of our mate. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And so unfulfilled expectations produce frustration and cause problems in marriage like nothing else. Um, I've seen it over and over and over again. You know, I've got a couple that's sitting across from me that's having marriage problems. They, they uh, have got hurt. They've got, they've got wounds. They've got walls up between themselves. And they're sitting across from me and each of them, I'm connecting with each of them individually, but they're not connecting with one another. Um, there's been expectations that they've had. Sometimes they were unreasonable. Some were reasonable. Others were unreasonable. And, you know, uh, I, I, just, I just encourage you, you know, if, if you're frustrated, if there's unfulfilled expectations in your life, it's going to produce frustration I encourage you to communicate with your mate and not not go with them like this. You know, you always do this and you never do that. When you do that, you've got one finger pointed at them and three pointed back at you. So, but but rather appeal to your mate to say, listen, you know, I'm, I understand that I, it's probably, a lot of this is probably my misunderstanding or my misinterpretation of what you meant but you know I need your help uh, you know to a to a man when you appeal to a man instead of instead of go at him attacking him you know he's much more likely to respond and try to reach out and 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 help you so you know good communication will will head off and resolve these problems it's really unfair for you to expect your mate to fulfill uh, expectations that you've not communicated with your mate. It's really unfair. I mean, yeah, you, but you, you say, yeah, but I want my husband to, I, I, want, I want him it to be his idea. Well, really, again, we're, we're really pretty simple uh, creatures, us men. I mean, we're, we're not nearly as complex as, as, uh, as uh, the female gender. And we sometimes we just don't get it, and in in a couple of sessions we're going to talk about communication and and uh, do you hear what I hear? People, you know, men hear different things uh, when women are communicating, and sometimes women hear different things when men are communicating, and and we need to get together and and you know I just want to appeal to uh, each of you whether whether you're male or female. If you have an expectation in your marriage relationship, you need to share that with your mate and appeal to them so they have opportunity to know what you want, so that you, they have opportunity to resolve the situation 
and to, and to keep frustration out of the out of the marriage. Most you know most men are not very good at reading minds, and and but they do aim to please. And your number one assignment in the marriage relationship is to outserve your spouse and to fulfill their expectations. And you know what you're going to be tempted to do is to try to meet needs that they don't have, but that you have. Uh, we'll share later about some of the love languages, and many times the reason why uh, the love understanding your mate's love languages are so important is because many times we're trying to minister to our mates out of a need that we have rather than a need that they have. And so, you know, whenever you do that, you're, you're, you may be scratching somewhere that they don't itch. And, you know, it's, it's like the joke about why did the three Cub Scouts, uh, why did it take the three Cub Scouts uh, to, uh, you know, did uh, three, why did it take three Cub Scouts to, uh, to help a little old lady across the street? Uh, the answer, because she didn't want to go. <laughs> and, you know, the moral of the story is you want to make sure you're serving your mate in, in a way that he or she wants to be served. It's, it's not your responsibility to hold your mate accountable to fulfill expectations in your life. It's your sole responsibility and mission to passionately devote yourself to becoming the mate that your spouse needs. And, and listen, uh, you, gotta, you have to understand this. There is no one person uh, on the face of this, this earth that is ever going to meet all of your needs. Only God can do that. And so we need to take the pressure off of our mates. And again, from our last lesson about getting to know our mates, we need, we need to learn what our, what our mates like and don't like and, and, we need to, and what, they're, what they're expecting. And we need to, we need to learn to, and just make it, make it our goal to outserve one another. So it's time to stop focusing on our needs and our rights and get off autopilot and start intentionally feeding your marriage relationship. Are you consistently feeding your marriage relationship or is it on autopilot? You know, where you only give attention when warning signs go off. And that's what happens many times. I have couples come in and and typically it's the man, he didn't even have a clue. The husband didn't even have a clue that there was a problem. And he's looking in shock over at his, over at his wife. Well, why didn't you tell me this? I would have, I would have addressed it. Well, they're just not communicating uh, fully their, their expectations. And so we, we've, got, we, we've got to get off our autopilot, guys. And, and we need to intentionally feed our marriage relationships. So, you know, in this lesson, I want to talk about what, what are realistic expectations that wives need or have. And so husbands, you want to, uh, men, you want to uh, sit down and write these things down. I believe it'll be a big help to you. So first of all, a woman needs her husband to love her and value her as a person. Ephesians 5, 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself 
for it. And he goes on to say that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. See, it's our responsibility, you know, husbands, to, to minister to our wives and value our wives. But notice there it says that you're, to, you know, compared, it compared the husband's responsibility to what Jesus does where he washes his wife with words. Well, you know, uh, where he's affirming her. And so, you know, men need to use words. You know, it's usually women that are using words, but it's, it's here he's saying, don't withhold words. Uh, women respond to uh, words, kind words, complimentary words, affectionate words, things that will, uh, that, that will minister to them. She's, she wants to be verbally affirmed and appreciated by her, by her man. And she's washed from the feelings of unworthiness and insecurity by your words of love and grace. Look at Ephesians 4 and verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. He's just giving you, uh, guys. The he's just giving you the the uh, recipe for success in relationship. There, it's it's not only what you say, but how you say it. It's being kind, being affectionate, being tender-hearted toward toward your wives. That's what they need. She she. You need to help rec- help her recognize her gifts and her talent with affirming words that places value on the things that she does for you and others. And I'm not talking about flattery where you're saying things to try to get something back in return. I'm talking about real compliments that add value to her where you're praying over her and you're thinking about, you know, what do you really appreciate about your wife? And uh, sometimes... You know, my wife has been upset about something and, you know, I ask her, you know, honey, what's wrong? And she says, nothing. And, you know, whenever your wife says nothing, uh, nothing always means something. And But sometimes she doesn't even, doesn't even know what she's upset about. But it's the fact that I haven't, sometimes maybe she's done something around the house or done something for me and I didn't even recognize it. And that upset her. And so, you know, we need, to, we need to affirm our wives. We need to place value on them and, and give them words. She doesn't want to be taken for granted. You need to tell her you love her and you value her in specific ways on a daily basis. The second thing a wife needs is companionship. She was created to be a helper to complete us and companion with us in Genesis 2, where God, God created Eve to be an appropriate helper uh, for man and, you know, a helpmate for man. Husbands, we've got to take the time to cultivate that friendship and that companionship. And in the same way, you know, you want to know that she wants to be with you physically in the sexual relationship. She wants to know that you want to spend time with her on a friendship and an emotional level. 
And that means you've got to guard against focusing on other things. If you want intimacy as a man defines it, you know, S-E-X, then invest intimacy as a woman defines it. As I shared in the last lesson, you know, the number one fear that women have is isolation. She wants connection. And so that you've got to be intentional about that, guys. You know, share enough detail about your job and your day where she feels a part of what's going on instead of a part or separate. You know, show interest in something that your wife is really passionate about. You know, I mean, if she wants to go shopping, man, go shopping with her without complaining. You know, um, schedule friendship development time with her and date time on your calendar. Man, she needs to know that you want to be with her and that she is your best friend. And then the third thing that your wife needs is for her husband to take leadership in the home. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is also the head of the church. He's a savior of the bride. That doesn't mean you're, you dominate her. doesn't mean you're wiser than her. doesn't mean you're smarter than her. That just means you take the responsibility off of her for major decisions. Uh, don't put pressure on her to do things that you could be doing. Don't delegate to her things that, uh, that, that are really leadership issues. You know, she, she wants you, you know, to set the tone and set the example of honor and humility in your relationship and with your home. And that includes being willing to apologize uh, and, and ask for forgiveness and accept responsibility for making a mistake or a harsh word or a bad decision. You know, real spiritual leadership is servant leadership. Take the initiative. And, and, and show leadership. And when you're, listen, when you're um, going out to dinner and, and you ask her, where would you like to go? And she said, I don't care. Don't go back and forth and, and say, you know, well, I don't care either. Where do you want to go? I don't care. No, why don't you take leadership? Just ask her, honey, is there any place you don't want to go? Is there anything that has a King's X on it? And if it's Mexican food or steak or, or uh, some other kind of food, you've had Italian recently, well then, okay, I just need to know where you don't want to go, then I can make the decision. But then when you make the decision, then don't, then you, you take the leadership. When you go there, if you order a meal and she doesn't get a good uh, meal and they don't cook her food right, you, you take the responsibility, you take the leadership. If you have children, you, you schedule a, a time for the babysitter, you, you schedule the babysitter. Um, man, there's so many things in leadership that we leave to our wives, and she wants us to be a, to be a good leader. Then, then number four, she wants to know that her husband finds her attractive. A Song of Solomon, you know, in in, in uh, talks about the the king praising the beauty of his wife. You know, in our image-driven society, we need to reaffirm our wives with how beautiful they are to us compliment her often about how attractive she is to you and how important she is to you and what it what it does it's back to ephesians 4 29 when you share these things like this it imparts grace to the hearer it that means 
It gives her the power to become. When you share with her how beautiful she is to you, then what it does is it gives her grace to, to settle into that and be secure in that. And it's awesome. And, you know, this imparts grace as much as anything else. This is a tangible way that you husbands can feed your marriage relationship is to just affirm your wife and, and affirm her beauty and affirm your care for her. And then finally, a wife needs financial security. Ephesians 5.29 says we're to nourish, feed, and provide for her. Now, you know, it's, there's no problem if your wife works and you work, but I, I'm, I want to encourage you to believe God that your financial needs can be met through your salary. And then whatever your wife makes, then let that be for savings or giving or other things. Um, God has equipped you and graced you to be the channel to, that He would supply your family's needs through. And so look to God, not your employer, not your salary, not your parents, not your in-laws, and not your wife's salary to meet your financial needs. You know, these are needs that your wife has. These are expectations that are reasonable. I want to encourage you today to meditate upon these things and give yourself to your mate to be the, be the husband that she needs so her frustrations go out the window and she feels secure and your marriage is successful. Thanks again for tuning in to uh, today's broadcast of Wisdom for Living. I believe that these lessons are causing your marriage to become very successful. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. I want to encourage you today to go to gregmore.com and if you received from this series about building a successful marriage, then uh, go to my website and order the product and uh, along with that, I'm going to send you a free copy of my CD series uh, called Healing for the Broken Hearted. You know, people that have gone through loss, uh, divorce, relationship breakup, um, this will help you navigate through loss, let God heal your heart. And uh, so, so check that out. Uh, go to my website. Love to connect with you. God bless you. Have a great day. Today when you order Building a Successful Marriage in either CD, DVD, or USB, Pastor Greg will give you a free copy of his teaching, Healing for the Brokenhearted. In this two-part audio series, Pastor Greg shares how the Lord helped him receive healing from a broken heart. If you have ever experienced loss, betrayal, or false accusation by someone close to you, then you need to get Healing for the Brokenhearted today. What God has done for Pastor Greg, He will also do for you. Go to gregmore.com and get your free copy of Healing for the Brokenhearted when you order Building a Successful Marriage today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. There's no one on the face of this earth that's ever 
uh, God has ever designed to meet all of your needs, including your mate. So we need to stop putting so much pressure on our mate. If, and if, you know, if you're married, you need to be thankful anybody would live with you. Praise God. And, but take the, take the pressure off. Stop with all the expectations. Look to God to meet your needs. And then you become a student of your, of your spouse. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.